Today's show is sponsored by our friends at Action247.com, Tennessee's only sportsbook by Tennesseans for Tennesseans. And yes, football's over. We miss it. Before you know it, it'll be March Madness, NBA and NHL playoffs, hopefully the MLB. But there's a lot going on. There are parlays all week. So make sure to check out Action247.com. Look and see what some of those parlays are. But this Sunday, we're turning left. It's Daytona 500 day. Bet on the race. They'll give you 50% of your stake back if it doesn't hit only at action247.com use code dads 100 today's show is also sponsored by our friends at distilleryproducts.com and if you're a bourbon group a store maybe you're a podcast or a distillery and you want to buy laser etched glassware at wholesale prices make sure to check out distilleryproducts.com they also have awesome swag like mirror and flasks and stirs and all sorts of good stuff we use them for our glasses you should too reach out to me and i'd be happy to get you in touch with carson janey vicky all the good folks storyproducts.com today's show is also sponsored by our friends at orca coors and if you use code dad season at orca coors you will save 20 percent on your order and they just got those collegiate coors in i know because i just got a 40 quart kentucky cooler i'm so pumped about you can get them too they have all sorts of teams ncaa teams they have nfl teams they have mlb teams check them out at orcacoolers.com they have tumblers they have those whiskey barrel tumblers if you use go dad season they'll save up to 20 percent at orcacoolers.com today's show is sponsored by action 24 7 tennessee's only sports book by tennesseans for tennesseans and if you want action you gotta get in on the action with our friends at action 24 7 make sure when you go to the app or you go to the webpage, look at their promos look at their specials see what they have but you know what's always special if you use code dad's one they'll match up to $400 of your first deposit at action247.com. Use code DADS100. Zeke, I'm a little bit tired today. Had a long day yesterday, and I don't even want to give you the ammo of how bad my morning was today. But how are you? I mean, I'm good. And, and the best part of this is the fact that work was closed yesterday. I was, albeit, doing other things, very distracted, did not use my phone very much. And then I'm like circling back to these messages last night and this morning from people because you know, folks like to clue me in sometimes on things I might have missed. I know you have tattletales out there. And if y'all are listening, snitches get stitches and y'all suck. Like you don't need to tattle to Zeke. I talked to Zeke enough. He knows what's going on in my life. I mean, it was in stories, I think, from what I, I gather. So it I was in stories, up, but, but snitches anyway. get stitches. I know uh, there's a little guy from Rhode Island who's a big snitch. I know uh, John Tanica is a big snitch. I know he's running and telling you everything. Between the two of those, I think he got a couple others as well, but the Rhode Island guy is the biggest snitch of them all. I just got to say, like, if he was in the mafia, it would not be a good ending for him. Depending on which side he was on, maybe. But the best part of all this is literally, I mean, I'm reading it like late night. And the message is like something to the effect of like, man, how many connections does John really have? And I'm like, I don't know. Like he, he knows a lot of people. We, we meet a lot of folks like Berber's not that big a world. I mean, I'm not going to say we're the most connected people in the world, but we know enough people to look decent on paper. <laughs> the, the final, like the reply this morning was like, no, dumbass, his flights. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> I don't know. Like, what are you talking about? Like, well, apparently he took the longest flight ever from uh, Boston-ish 
to Nashville. I know we're already two minutes into this cold open. I will just say <laughs> that my dad will not drive into Boston. I could have got a direct flight from Boston to Nashville at five in the morning. I would have been home at seven in the morning. My dad would not drive me into Boston, even though I went up there to help my parents with my mother's broken hip and I paid all the bills and my dad can't use a computer, doesn't know how to pay bills via a computer. I got my mom a new cell phone, helped out around the house, did a whole bunch of stuff, saw my mom through a window because I couldn't actually go into her room. So all that stuff, he wouldn't even drive me to the airport. The bus does not run to make the 5 a.m. flight. So I had to take a 150 flight from Boston to Baltimore. But because I had to take the bus, I took the bus in at 10, which is really nine central. It was 10 Eastern. I took the bus in at 10 just to get there to be safe. My flight wasn't until 150. So I had two hours to burn. Then I got to Baltimore, had two hours to burn. Then I had a flight from Baltimore to Norfolk, no plane change. So I couldn't even get off the plane and go get something to eat at that point. And then finally made it back to Nashville at about 8.30 and made it back to the house about 9.30. And then when I got home and turned the keys to my truck, my car didn't start. So you burned more time than even when you're at the gym? everyone my name is john edwards with me as always is a man who hasn't seen the floor of a gym for 20 years zeke baker wherever you are whatever time it is thank you for making us part of your day this is a man whose arms literally look like they're imploding i don't know how your arms could have gotten skinnier in the nine years i've known you but they have they've gotten skinnier and skinnier each year Hey, I'm in PT now. I got bands, all kinds of stuff. And they told me I'm progressing well. Those uh, light duty bands are really doing you well. I will say very randomly, but it's just funny. The PT trainer yesterday, I mean, at first I literally thought she like misstepped and her shoe kind of scrubbed, but I'm 98% <laughs> sure she farted. And then she's like, oh, sorry about that. And like literally never flinches, like keeps going. I'm like, did she just crop dust me? She totally owned it too. Yeah, in a polite way, which I mean, I guess is the whole thing you can do, but still, like, I'm the one over here straining. You ain't doing nothing. How you gonna just let one rips? Like, oh, oops, sorry, had to go. She's like, excuse me, I just had to get it done. <laughs> like, good for her. And she must have known you. Like, it, it was you. She just had a sixth sense. Like, ah, oh, he's not gonna care. But don't you worry. These, these arms. Now they got these like different tension bands and all these different things. I know I can do. Oh. Coming in hot for 2022. <laughs> there are so many things I could say. Like maybe you can actually lift up a can of something now, or maybe you can lift the vacuum up the stairs. I know you call me over and need some help. I mean, there was a night last week when I realized I need to do my like PT stuff. <clears throat> and they told me, albeit like, you know, use a can of something, use a larger bottle of something. So I'm like, hey, where's your like wine? Like what? And I go and get a wine bottle and I'm just like laying in the floor and like doing this 90 degree thing with it. Like, dear God, just don't drop the bottle. I hope it's not expensive. I bet it wasn't. If it was at your house, it was not an expensive bottle of wine. I don't own wine. <laughs> Sorry about my cold open where I was ranting. I know you wanted to know how many connections I had, but it was a hell of a trip. I'm here now and 
I have to, because I was kind of MIA last week, I have to get out the episode tonight. So y'all, this one is not going to be a long episode, but we do have interviews coming. We have Doc Swinson's and Green River interviews with them coming out this week. This is just a quick episode to wet your whistle of what else is coming out. We have our friend Ray. You may know her as Buffalo Bourbon Babe on Instagram, and she happens to also work at Lockhouse Distillery in Buffalo, New York. She was nice enough to send us this Lockhouse limited release barrel gin. It is 90 proof, 45% ABV. The cool thing about this one, it is towing the line between a young whiskey and a prominent gin. Our green label barrel gin is not to be rivaled strong lavender and caramel take the lead before being rounded out by the oak two-time best in show award-winning gin it is aged no less than 28 months in brand new never before used american white oak barrels that's a pretty long time for a barrel aged gin to be in there two years in American white oak barrels. You could tell just by looking at the color. This color is almost more of a whiskey than it is a gin. I mean, this is one of the darkest barrel aged gins I think I've ever seen. I don't know about you, Zeke. Well, just so I don't forget this and not to drag out the opening longer, but John, never forget they brought you into this world. They can take your ass back out of it. I understand that, which is why I took the bus and took the flight at 150. (laughs) Just had to get that in there for you. Without going into notes, something I wonder immediately, because there is good color here. I kind of wonder how much the time in the barrel matters. And where I'm going with that is simply color, yes. But does the influence of the barrel trump the botanicals? I'm not sure what the, the gradient for that is or what kind of like linear scale. I still get a lot of botanical out of this. I mean, it definitely seems more gin forward to me than I, I would think of as a whiskey. And like I said, color is, I mean, it's dark, but I kind of think about like, you know, forever ago when we had, uh, I think Heath Clark on the first time, like what was the time frame he said for even whiskey getting the color? It was quick. Like, I don't remember what it was, but it, it wasn't what I expected. I was just like, no shit. Like most of its color comes how fast? It's funny because I think we could talk about notes without really, you know, I mean, let's just talk. We don't have to break everything down. The biggest thing I get from this is just licorice. Like this is super licorice. And I know the notes here, you know, there's some lavender, there's lemon, there's juniper. I do get a little bit of vanilla in here from the barrel, but the biggest thing I get is licorice. It's just the gin profile is huge. I'm not saying, and I'm not knocking it. I'm not saying anything bad against it. I freaking love it, especially the fact that it's 35 bucks. I freaking love it. But I'd say the barrel has less to do with it than. But you get the the point, yeah. like the, the, the eyes versus the palate and then the mind in between like you're seeing one thing but it would be tough for me to like ascertain how much of of a impact the barrel had beyond a color and i'm not saying go put dye or something in there but (laughs) Uh, no but i think the color is good because it definitely tells you that you're not drinking regular gin like there is something I do get a little bit of the barrel taste in there. I do get a little bit of the oak, a little bit of vanilla. But I mean, I think the problem is with some of those botanicals, you really have to dig to get those other notes. 
at least for me, because those junipers, the licorice that, you know, when you put certain botanicals in the basket, it's going to overpower everything else that's in there. Yeah, you might have these other notes from letting it age in the barrel a little bit longer, but like the big notes just kind of push them out of the way, regardless. I mean, it's funny to me to think, so whiskey, white dog, three to four grains, they can vary, simple enough, right? People will tell you, 50 to 70% of the flavor is the barrel. I mean, all I can deduce from that is some grains are very receptive. Botanicals are going to beat the shit if you can tell you to go home. Oh, 100%. <laughs> right? I mean, <laughs> like, I, I don't know where else to go with it simply from, I mean, how long is they there? Like 20 something months, right? Yeah. And it's not like I'm saying that there's whiskeys aged that long that are amazing, but it definitely maintains a very gen integrity about it i almost feel like that's kind of where for some reason when i've had the barrel aged gins when you mix them they seem to get syrupy way more than when i drink normal gin on its own and because i obviously don't mix much i don't think you do either but i can take ginger ale and put it with a barrel aged gin over ice and it's one of those sometimes sweetest either way syrupy just like a drizzling molasses kind of feeling effect. Maybe not necessarily the profile, but that's what I would equate it to is kind of the way it feels going down in the summertime. That's just great when it's cold because it just hugs the whole way through. And like, I mean, it basically instantly chills you almost. What about, so at 35 bucks, what do you think about this one? I mean, 35 bucks seems fair to me. I don't necessarily know what gin's priced at because I still don't buy it enough to like have like the, whiskey snob aspect of like oh 56.99 like no dog that's a 49.99 poor like uh, i'm not getting that bottle at seven bucks higher (laughs) no i mean i think in 35 is not gonna scare me away i guess so to speak you know long story short i think this is right where you would expect to see this i think it's priced right i think you've seen all sorts of gins i mean we've had barrel aged gins at 50 bucks that didn't have this much flavor so yeah I think this is an amazing gin. I love seeing local distilleries do well. Thank you so much, Ray, for sending this up. This is the first distillery to operate in Buffalo, New York since Prohibition. It is nestled in the historic Cobblestone District, so go ahead and check them out when you are in Buffalo, New York. They're on 41 Columbia Street. I know they're opening up again. They have a vodka. They have a New York-style gin, a Sakura gin which is interesting. This is made using cherry blossoms and then a barrel aged gin, a coffee liqueur, a Bisco bitter liqueur, an Amaro and a cinnamon flavored gin. Does the barrel aged come from the New York style? Is that to be inferred or no? I don't know. Just because I don't know what New York style means. No, because New York style says we distill this gin with a reduced juniper content to let all the other herbs and botanicals get attention. So maybe a sweeter gin. Yes. Oh, now that sounds even more intriguing because, oh, I do like this. I still detect more pine than I necessarily care for. To say I'm sensitive to that pine note would be an understatement probably. Fair enough. But I'm a buy all day. Yeah, I just wonder what gin purists think about barrel-aged gin. Like, does it even scratch the surface or they just snob it up? It's a great question for another day.
my friend. But because I'm editing this one tonight, we will leave that as a cliffhanger. Go ahead and find us on Facebook at Dad's Drinking Bourbon, Twitter at Bourbon Dads, Instagram at Dad's Drinking Bourbon. Please leave us an open and honest review like we leave open and honest reviews about the whiskey we drink. Thank you again, Ray, for sending us. Thank you to Lockhouse. Zeke, where else can the folks find us? Good old Nashville, Tennessee. Cheers. Ciao.